The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Uh, no, you haven't. You've quashed over into the morning blend zone. Good morning to you. It's David and Brenda with you on the morning blend, May 11th, 7 a.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's National Twilight Zone Day. Oh, I think kids today are really missing out on uh, on just really setting up their afternoons and evenings to go to bed just a little bit scared, unsure of the difference between reality and uh, fiction. That's right. Uh, boy, Twilight Zone. I, I can remember watching so many of those old black and whites. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Rod Serling, of course, that the, whose voice you heard there, mm-hmm. was the uh, creator, writer of it. It's amazing to me to think that that show started in 1959. Did it really? Yeah. Really? Really. So, I you know, I remember watching it as a kid. We were probably watching reruns at, at that point. Sure. But, yeah, so it, it ran from... 1959 to 1964, and then there was a spin-off of that. Do you know, you remember what the, the spin-off outer was? Limits. No, that was it. That was similar in genre, oh, it but it okay. wasn't. It wasn't a Rod Serling, but this was a Rod Serling spin-off of the Twilight Zone. What was it? The Night Gallery. Oh, really? Yeah, I vaguely remember yeah. that one. Uh, so. Uh, Twilight Zone, though, must have gone into a series of, re, you know, repeats uh, comp for years. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that was years. I mean, it ended years before I was born. I was born 1969. Mm-hmm. But I can remember up and into the 70s watching those. And, oh, uh, yeah. You know, some of them kind of freaked me out. <laughs> they still air on one of the random you know there's so many oh, cable really? there's so many cable stations out there hundreds and so every now and again you'll run across it like they're doing a uh, whole week of twilight zones that right. sort of thing yeah and so i'm sure you can find it somewhere but yeah some great stories oh i uh, feel like i would never in my life want to meet any of those writers <laughs> yes. they they thought a different way i think than normal people yes. <laughs> uh, i could think of a numerous d- different episodes <laughs> the outer limits again kind of a similar that was a similar yeah, type yeah. of show too but uh, i enjoy i enjoyed all of those but yeah and then the night gallery so anyway happy twilight zone national twilight well see zone now day. i feel a strong need to go online and find out how to stream the twilight zone yeah. and pull up that episode of the woman that's getting the face surgery right. and she comes out beautiful yeah and she's frightened and terrified of it because everybody else have these monster faces <laughs> right yeah i think i got to show the kids that one this afternoon yeah there, there were so many good ones and i'm trying to think too there was another one that we always thought was pretty spooky was like the doll the little oh, the, the, anything yeah. with the doll yeah, yeah that was that's a, that was no a good thank you too. i'll pass on that one <laughs> anyway hey we got some warm weather on our way we're gonna talk about that in Whoa, the news yeah. excessive heat watch 
uh, going to go into effect on Saturday. We'll talk a little bit about that, playing it safe out there, particularly on the water. You know, a lot of people like to head to the water. When it warms yeah, up. when it warms up. And, of course, the water's icy cold right now because you're getting a lot of snow, melt, runoff, that sort of thing. So you've got to be really careful. The Oregon Marine Board out with uh, some warnings for you as you uh, get ready to hit the water on Mother's Day. It's going to be a hot one on Mother's Day. Now, yesterday we did go out and we got the patio furniture all beaten out, Yeah, got rid of the spiders that were camped <laughs> out there all winter. The little box beetles flying little, around. So we have a fan that sits on top of the, it's like yeah. a you know little awning or pergola, right. uh, and the fan just kind of moves the underneath. Well, Scott turned that on last night and there were probably eight of those box beetles dropped out of the fan spun over everybody that was sitting down there including me and my daughter we were not having it at all but Uh, just getting ready to shock that's only part of it now we got the rest of the patio to do and the baskets but we should be ready for mother's day all right gonna be a nice one coming up this weekend what else you have well coming up pope francis blesses a special program to spiritually adopt struggling teenagers i'll tell you how we can all be involved and we'll talk about Buddy Holly. <gasps> yes. I love his songs. Yes. Well, all that coming up in this uh, show today. Let's start things now with Tori Harris and Face to Face. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah. 
That is Tori Harris and Face to Face. 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this really beautiful Thursday morning. Well, you're going to hear about the Archbishop's annual appeal. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Dei Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at MaterDeRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and MaterDeRadio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Mater Dei Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Mater Dei Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Seven twelve here at Mater Day Radio. Let us bask in some more sunshine yes. and warm temperatures today. Cooler temperatures this morning and clear sky is going to lead us to climb to the middle to upper 70s. It was close to about 77, 78 degrees yeah. yesterday afternoon too. 
Now, another chance again this afternoon for thunderstorms over the Cascades. Overnight, we're going to cool down to the lower 50s. Then tomorrow, well, we're going to take it up, warm up to the middle 80s. Saturday, Sunday, Monday in the 90s. And it looks like as of right now, Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday, we're going to be staying in the 80s. All right. It's currently 54 degrees at St. Andre Bissette Church in Portland. And it is also 54 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. Well, if you attended Mass at one of the churches in the Archdiocese of Portland, there's a pretty good chance that you may have seen a video highlighting this year's Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. Joining us in studio this morning to give us an update on the appeal is the Archdiocese's new Stewardship and Development Officer, Alex Nelson. Hey, Alex, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Good morning, friends. It's great to be here. Well, I think the last time we saw you, and this goes back, uh, I don't know, a couple years now, you actually did a football game on Modern Day Radio. It was a Jesuit game. Do you recall that? It was Jesuit Central Catholic. I believe it was 2018. So going back a couple years. Yeah, that was fun. Well, it's great to have you here. So how long now have you been the Stewardship and Development Officer at the Archdiocese? Uh, I believe this is my fifth week. Oh, okay. So yeah. Almost a month. You are are pretty new. So uh, it's great. Great to have you. So, as I mentioned, I saw the video of the Archdiocese, the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal on Sunday. Really well done video. I loved it. It's excellent. Uh, You really get to feel the heart of the Archbishop and why he believes the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal is so important to support parish ministries, uh, clergy support, um, and our schools. Yeah, and again, it's uh, I think it's about a seven minute seven minute video, but it really covers a lot of ground, and it really gives you some in depth look at the appeal and the archbishop speaking. And like you said, you you really get a sense of where it's going. So with the archbishop's appeal, I know this has been going on for years now. This is really an important fundraising program for the archdiocese, isn't it? It is. It's one of the most important. Uh, The entire archdiocese participates, every single parish. Uh, It really galvanizes um, our mission for the year. Uh, Every year, the the appeal has its own theme. Uh, this year is Jesus changes everything, uh, and you can, like I said, you, you can really tell where the Archbishop's heart is at uh, in the appeal, uh, and as well as uh, the rest of the parishes who participate. It's it's a wonderful event every year that everybody participates in, and and we uh, it really gives us an opportunity to reflect on what parts of the Archdiocese mission need our support. Right, exactly. So what is the overall goal this year? $4.5 million. Okay, $4.5 million. And again, all of the churches are participating. So I know, as I mentioned last week, we saw the video at my parish. So are they doing this the next several weeks, or did it all just happen last week? What's the process there? Sure. This is past weekend was the official launch weekend. Okay. Um, Next weekend, we'll do follow-up and in the following weekends, but the video is only usually shown uh, during the past uh, Sunday. Gotcha. But I know I'm, I'm on the website right yes, now, and yes. you can view it on the website. Yep, absolutely. And we send that out in emails. Uh, and we, we refer to the video uh, quite regularly in our, our marketing. Excellent. We're speaking with Alex Nelson. He is the Stewardship and Development Officer for the Archdiocese of Portland, talking about this year's Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. So let's break the appeal down a little bit and talk where the funds will be used. Excellent. The uh, primary support is is for clergy, uh, priests in retirement, um, 
vocations, uh, ministry programs, schools, faith formation, uh, you name it, uh, 65% of this year's uh, appeal budget will go to clergy support. Yeah, you know, you think about that, and the priests who have retired, you know, what do they do? Where do they go? How are they funded? I mean, this is a big part of that, so it's really important. A huge part. Uh, it is very expensive uh, to care for our elderly priests, but you think about it, they uh, dedicated their life to us. They gave up their life to Christ. They gave up having children, uh, and we are all children of God, so it's our really our duty to support our priests in retirement. You may not have the numbers here, but do you know how many priests there are now in retirement or what the forecast is over the next decade? I don't, actually. That's a very good question. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll look I, into that. Yeah, I know it's considerable when it you is. think about the numbers who have retired and, again, how long they're living and those sorts of things. They need that support over the years. So you have kind of the priest, the clergy, retirement fund. What else? Parish uh, ministry in schools is a big one. That's 28% of the appeal budget this year. Uh, and I mean, that's fairly self-explanatory, right? Parishes have programs. We have many Catholic schools in the diocese that need support. Uh, and that's operation support. That doesn't have anything to do with scholarships. That's a, a totally separate fund. Right. But yeah, this is general support to schools and parish ministries. Alex, for those who are uh, listening to the pledge and, and parishes and they have their envelopes available to fill that out, is there some kind of a, a guide that kind of helps you know families figure out you know what they should be giving to their parish and then also decide you know how much more they can also add to the appeal? Is it a one-time gift? Can this happen over the whole you know over several months over the year? Kind of what is the uh, the ask of of parishioners? Sure, the envelope. Envelopes or information is fairly limited, but if you go to the giving portion of the website, uh, you have options to give monthly or one time. Really, the guide that we always tell people is take it to prayer. We don't have a specific guide for breaking down income or disposable income or anything like that. We really want the donor to feel like it's something that they're called to do, mm -hmm. and they're called to do that in communicating per with their personal relationship with our Lord and Savior. I know, too, that each parish has a goal. They, yes, try, they, they, they try to meet, and I always like that because it gives an opportunity to say, okay, you know, here's, here's what our parish did. And I think, I remember one of, the, one of our past priests, it was, he, he was always like kind of what you said about take it to heart how much you want to give, but just give a little, whatever you can do. It's amazing. Uh, I've studied the returns this year very, very carefully. Uh, and the message is really resonating with our parishes. We've gotten more 10, 20, 25, $30 donations this year than we did last year. And it's an overwhelming amount. Uh, you know, obviously, sometimes that's a function of the economy. But I really do think it's the Archbishop's um, message that is resonating with people. And obviously, we'll, we track that very carefully each week. But so far, uh, the participation is incredible compared uh, to the last two years. Uh, that's great to hear. And, and I love the theme because I know the Archbishop has been using this theme in some of the videos he's posted throughout the year, and that's the Jesus Changes Everything theme. It's, it's a beautiful theme. It is. Uh, and our giving website has uh, changed to JesusChangesEverything.Church. So it's an easy one to remember it's an easy one to talk about with your friends and family uh, who are prayerfully considering uh, supporting the campaign. 
Yeah, again, give us uh, again how folks, if they haven't seen the video, if they want to see the video, uh, if they want to make a donation, the Archbishop's or the Archdiocese website, is that where to go to start? Yes, uh, archdpdx.org, and you'll see a tile uh, on the very front page that has a picture of our Archbishop, and that tile links directly to the video. Uh, and if you choose, if you don't want to go directly to the video, you can choose uh, the stewardship and development um, section of the website. And that also has the video posted on it, but it also has other information about yeah. the appeal. Like I said, too, it's a great video. It's about seven minutes. It's just really a, a wonderful message out there about the Archbishop. Shout Catholic out to appeal. PJ and Emily Bush, who were the uh, the focus of this year's video. And they absolutely have a wonderful, wonderful story to tell about their visit to the Holy Land and yep. just how the Lord has moved in their lives uh, over the past few years. Yeah, it's beautiful. He is Alex Nelson, the Stewardship and Development Officer for the Archdiocese of Portland, talking about this year's Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. Alex, thanks so much for your time. Great to see you again. Thanks for coming into the studio. Thank you. Blessings to you all. You as well. And it is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. It was wonderful to be able to talk with Alex more about that. Of course, new to that position with mm-hmm. the Archdiocese. And I do encourage all of you, if you've not had a chance to see that video, go to the Arch. Bit, uh, the Archdiocese webpage, archdpdx.org. You can find that annual Catholic appeal information there, too. I also added the links to get straight to the uh, website on that interview with Alex. He was on uh, a little while ago, so we were happy to be able to have him back on and hear that again. You know, in fact, when you are on the line today, if you do go look at that, be sure to check out Mater Day Radio's webpage, materdayradio.com, where you are always renewing great information there, ways that you can get involved, the community calendar, all of our podcasts are there. You can even see our programming schedule 24-7, great Catholic broadcasting available to you. Of course, you can also find information about how to access so much more information on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. A letter to all the faithful, the gift that is ours. Oh, to have a Father in heaven, how glorious and holy and great that is. Oh, to have a spouse in heaven, how holy, beautiful, and lovable. Oh, to have such a brother, how holy and how beloved, how pleasing and lowly, peaceful and sweet and lovable and desirable above all things. And oh, to have such a son who laid down his life for his sheep and who prayed to the Father for us, saying, Holy Father, keep those you have given me true to your name. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, hot weather is on the way with a warning. We'll have that for you in the news. And today marks the end of the federal public health emergency for COVID-19. So what do we need to be doing from here on out? Well, I'll tell you about some of it coming up in three minutes. Here is John Finch and Rita West. Heart of Mercy. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. There is a harbor for those in need of safety. A place, a place where we can rest. There is a father who left his throne above to find, to find this wayward soul. And 
That is John Finch, Rita West, Heart of Mercy. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis has given his blessing to a program started in Poland to spiritually adopt struggling teenagers and pray for them by name. Krzysztof Goryziak and his wife, Aneta, spent more than two hours with Pope Francis at his Vatican residence on May 4th. Now, during the visit, they were able to introduce their new online initiative, Pray, the number four, teens.org, which they started after learning more about the rate of depression, suicide attempts among adolescents around the world. Grzyziak and Pope Francis blessed their prayer initiative and said he would speak about it at World Youth Day 2023, which will be in Lisbon coming up August 1st to the 6th. Now, PrayForTeens.org is currently in four languages, Polish, Italian, Ukrainian, and English. And on the homepage for each language, there is a button to click if you are a teenager who wants prayers and another button to click if you are a person who wants to pray for a teen. Now get ready for the weather to heat up. The National Weather Service has issued an excessive heat watch for the region from Saturday afternoon through Monday evening with highs into the mid-90s and temps slow to cool into the night. Now, the Oregon Marine Board is also warning folks about the icy cold waters this time of year, even though it's hot outside. So cold water shock is a leading cause of drowning and hypothermia when people jump into a river, lake, or stream and are not prepared for the sudden temperature change to their bodies. Officials say play it safe on and around the water by wearing a life jacket 2022, there were 16 recreational boating fatalities in the state. Ten victims were not wearing life jackets. Of the fatalities, seven of the victims were in paddle craft and three were in motorboats. Mm. We have a couple of kayaks that we like to take out on these warm kind of a days. Mm-hmm. Never get it. I, we never get in those kayaks without our life Absolutely. jackets on. Yep. Just must do it. Well, today marks the end of the federal public health emergency for COVID-19, which means similar changes for Oregon's pandemic measures. Nearly 38 months since the first case of COVID was reported in Oregon, state officials are lifting many of the protective measures they say helped reduce infections, hospitalizations, and death. Now, one change is no longer recommending a five-day isolation period for those infected with COVID-19. Now, officials say people are best staying home until they're fever free for 24 hours and symptoms have improved. Now, extended health coverage services and support for older adults and people with disabilities are also ending, as is continuous coverage for Medicaid. Now, Oregonians are advised to update their information and status with the Oregon Health Plan for a redetermination process. Now, as of March 10th, 2023, a New York Times tracker shows Oregon suffered 967,156 confirmed cases of COVID 
and 9,451 deaths. Mm. God rest their souls. Now, the state's overall vaccination rate is 71%. Now, state officials praise the response to the pandemic, noting Oregon is among those with lower death rates and higher vaccination rates than many others in the United States. And they say going forward, people will live with the possibility of contacting COVID-19 for years to come, but express optimism that with determination, uh, diminished rates of cases, hospitalization and deaths, that the outcome is Mm. much better now than on the onset of the pandemic. I wonder if they're going to still do the uh, vaccination cards. I still have mine sitting on my uh, dresser or if that's going to be like, no, you'll just like a flu shot. You get a flu shot, you get a COVID shot and, you know, they're not going to. Yeah, I I suspect that, yeah, you will not need to have that information. Although many people now I know I do. I have uh, uh, my health insurance app. Yeah, I have all I have access to all of my medical records, including immunizations. Yeah. So right. that go. might be a way to do it. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. Not the Peggy Sue. Yeah, you know, that's Buddy Holly right there. I love him. But you know what? That's not the Buddy Holly we want to talk about. Who are we talking about? We want to talk about Buddy Holly. The handsome, petite, basset, Griffin Van Deen, who won Best in Show at the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show on Tuesday night. He beat back a field of fellow champions and included last year's runner-up, Winston the French Bulldog. Sorry, Winston. Runner-up again. I'm sorry, buddy. So following the win, Buddy Holly's owner, Janice Hayes, said, I have dreamed of this since I was nine years old. (laughs) Tuesday night was Hayes' third attempt at Westminster, which she said she had watched with her father since she was nine years old. Now Hayes said she's most excited for Buddy Holly to get back to being a regular dog and hanging out with, quote, his girlfriends. I hear Buddy Holly had quite a following, too. I think he did. Did you see the photo of Buddy Holly? I did look up the photo when we were getting this story ready. Uh, that is a pretty cute little face. I was not at all familiar. What's the breed? The Petite Bassett Griffin Vendine. Yeah, I, I've never, ever yeah. heard those words put together before. It's but interesting. you look at this dog and you go, well, okay, whatever oh. you want to be. Little buddy, you Come be here. my buddy. Come here, buddy. <laughs> well, Vancouver Public Schools may push high school start times to 8.45 next year as part of a slate of proposed changes that would also affect schedules at elementary and middle schools. Superintendent Jeff Snell discussed the proposal at Tuesday's school board meeting, citing a need to alleviate transportation struggles and improve mental health among older students. So high schools in the Vancouver School District, which currently start at 7.30 a.m., would start at 8.45 a.m. And then dismissals would be pushed back to 3.15. The middle schools would see start times move to 8.50, from 8.55 to 9.30. And then elementary schools, though, would start 20 minutes earlier uh, at 8 a.m. Their days end at 2.30. The district leader said Tuesday that the proposed changes were made based on a combination of research into student well-being, 
feedback from parents and a driver shortage that's challenged Vancouver's current bus schedule. Now, Evergreen Public School District, which is also planning to start times a little uh, next year, also made similar changes back in 2016. Mm -hmm. Their adjustment just going to be minor. And from what I can tell, it looks like both school districts aligning. Okay. Exactly. Uh, those are the two. Those are the two school districts in Vancouver. Yeah. The main ones, Vancouver and Evergreen. So they're going to line up their start times. So what would the ti- school hours be again? So for if you're a high school student, you would start at eight forty-five in the morning. All I right. think right now my son in Evergreen, he's just five minutes earlier, eight forty. Okay. So it'll be pushed to eight forty-five. They're out at three fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then middle schools. Uh, start at uh, 9.30. That's really late. Yeah. They go all the way to 4 o'clock. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the littler ones, well, they're going to have to be the ones that get up earlier than they do now. Right. I remember my high school time was 8 to 3, as I recall. 8 to 3? 8 okay. to 3. I was early. I would, We were, I think, I want to say somewhere around 7.30, 7.45 when I was in high yeah. school. Uh, so. uh, there you go. In sports, Portland Timbers' run through the U.S. Open Cup is over. The Timbers were defeated by Real Salt Lake 4-3 to last night at Providence Park in the round of 32. That eliminates Portland from cup play. Timbers return to MLS regular season action Saturday night with a home match against the Vancouver Whitecaps. NBA last night, a couple of teams stay alive. Golden State beat Los Angeles 121 to 106. Lakers still have a 3 to 2 edge in the Western Conference semifinal series. And the New York Knicks downed Miami 112 to 103. Heat still up 3 to 2 as well. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, here's a real special event that we want to talk about today. Coming up tomorrow evening, May 12th, St. Alice down in Springfield. It is their dedication day and fundraising dinner and auction. This is really a wonderful event. In fact, bidding opens at 9 o'clock for their auction today. Okay, there you go. Go go online and check out what they have available. It's going to close tomorrow at 6 o'clock just before the dinner. So they have a dinner by Chef Mark. Now that's at six o'clock. Of course, you have your choice of shrimp, pork, or veggie entree. And then there's a live auction hosted by Sid Voorhees. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that should be a real fun event. Listen to some of these live auctions. They've got a a full course Italian dinner with the wonderful Father Mark Benz. Hey. I bet you that's going to bring in a good dollar. There's a Sun River getaway guided fishing trip. Oregon Ducks football tickets. All right. You wouldn't want that one, though, Dave. Well, are they playing the Beavers that day? Uh, could be. Yeah. Oh, so uh, anyways, definitely check that out. So again, that is the St. Alice Dedication Dinner. It is tomorrow. Uh, so uh, more information on our community calendar. You can find this one and many more. So it's going to be under the Get Involved menu at MaterDayRadio.com. Access it, too, on the Hail Mary media app. Maybe uh, Father Mark will play his guitar for you. Oh. Huh? Oh, I think that should definitely, whoever (laughs) is listening might be bidding on that. Get that as an add-on. There you go. That's perfect. Hey, Miriam Marston going to join us next. We'll talk about Our Lady of Fatima after the forecast. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Jude. Let us pray. Glorious St. Jude, with faith in your goodness, we ask your help today. As one of Christ's chosen apostles, you remain a pillar and foundation of his church on earth. You are counted, we know, among the elders who always stand before God's throne. From your place of glory, we know you do not forget the needs and difficulties of Christ's little ones here, still struggling, like me, on the way home to God. Please intercede for us all, gracious St. Jude, and be with us in our daily toil and in all our necessities. In Christ's name, we appeal to you again today. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. And it is 7.44 here at Mater Day Radio. Again, another beautiful morning. Going to make way for a warm afternoon. Cooler temperatures and clear skies again today. But we are going to be climbing up to the middle 70s by this afternoon. You're also going to see maybe another chance this afternoon of thunderstorms. Uh, over the Cascades. They did seem to reach a little bit into the uh, Portland metro yeah. area, a little downpour in some areas. Now, overnight, we are going to cool uh, to the lower 50s. Then tomorrow, well, we're going to warm up to the middle 80s. And it looks like the 80s or 90s sticking with us Amazing. all the way into next week. 52 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. And it is 53 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 7.30, right here on Mater Day Radio, or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. We welcome Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, David. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be on with you and your listeners. Well, I'm, I'm going to start and ask you a, a random question here, just right off the top. So, do you know what a Petite Bassett Griffin Vendine is? No idea. <laughs> no. 
No, nor did Brenda and I. That is a dog breed that won the Westminster Kennel Club dog show this week. I've wow. never, I've never heard that. Nope, I learned something new. Um, yeah, that that did not make it in. I had a, I had a, <laughs> I had a book of um of just like different. Uh, dogs and everything growing up because I loved I loved dogs. That one did not make it into the collection. All right. Well, <laughs> so. go out and impress your friends today with the Petite Bassett Griffin Van Deen and see if they see if they know it. But anyway, we brought you on the show this morning to talk about Our Lady of Fatima. The feast day is coming up this Saturday, and of course, all of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother, and so it's just one of the many feast days in the month of May. So what do you think about when you think about Our Lady of Fatima? Yeah, so thanks for the opportunity to, to reflect on um, this wonderful feast day and this just chance to reflect on um, just the ongoing uh, presence and role of Mary uh, in our lives. Um, and of course, we, we uh, can never separate Mary and these beautiful apparitions, everything points back to Jesus. So it's just a, just a deeper reflection and invitation um, to just the ongoing work of our Lord in the world. So, um, yes, as you mentioned, David, we have the upcoming anniversary of the apparition of Our Lady. Um, so May 13th, um, 1917. So this is when Our Lady appeared to three shepherd children in Fatima uh, in Portugal. And so those three children were Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta. So, um, and really at the heart of um, uh, Our Lady's messages to these three children was to pray for peace and for the conversion of the world, mm. really. And um, this is nothing new. <laughs> right. But I think when you consider when this apparition, these apparitions were happening, and she did um, appear six times to the children uh, between May and October, of 1917, when we remember what was going on in the world, you know, there was, they were in the, in the midst of, of World War One, and Our Lady said, look, if there's not, um, you know, prayer, conversion, uh, it's called a peace, there will be an even um, bigger war to come, and sure enough, uh, World War Two followed. So, um, so really kind of keeping in mind the, the backdrop of, of these apparitions, um, and, uh, and again, I, I always want to say uh, these apparitions have been approved by the Church, and that's always really important to, to emphasize that um, these, these have been approved, and so this really is a, a call then to each and every one of us um, to continue to pray for, for peace and for the conversion of the world. We, have, we see uh, the ongoing significance, David, of, of Fatima as recently as just last year when Pope Francis... Um, uh, consecrated the the church and humanity, especially Russia and Ukraine, mm. to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So again, we see this ongoing significance of the message of Fatima and that Immaculate Heart of Mary. So this is kind of the resounding um, refrain of of, uh, of Fatima, where we hear Our Lady say, um, "My Immaculate Heart will triumph. My Immaculate Heart will triumph." Um, and if it's okay, I thought I would share just what Pope Benedict the Sixteenth had to say about those words. Can yeah, I share that? Please do. Yeah. So he he wanted to unpack this this sentence a little bit. So this is what he writes: Like, what does it mean? My immaculate heart will triumph. And he writes: The heart open to God, purified by contemplation of God, is stronger than guns and weapons of every kind. 
The fiat of Mary, the word of her heart, has changed the history of the world because it brought the Savior into the world, because thanks to her, yes, God could become man in our world and remain so for all time. The evil one has power in this world, as we see and experience continually. He has power because our freedom continually lets itself to be led away from God. But since God himself took a human heart and has thus steered human freedom towards what is good, the freedom to choose evil no longer has the last word. From that time forth, the word that prevails is this, in the word In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So this is the promise that Jesus Mm -hmm. makes, is that we know that, yes, that there's, there's a power that sin and evil has, but it does not have the last word, and that is the lasting promise of Fatima. Wow, powerful words, and I mean, really, an appropriate time, too. I mean, it goes right along with Easter. Absolutely, yes, where he says, well, he has broken that power of sin and death by rising from the dead, absolutely. So he says, no, I have more power. Right, exactly. So I've never been to Fatima. I don't believe you have either. I I think I've asked you this before. I haven't. It's on my Catholic bucket yeah. list, <laughs> but I have not made it. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to many who have. Um, we had a parishioner who went recently, and I look forward to grabbing coffee with her and just hearing more of about her trip. Um, yeah, so it's, it's on the list. Yeah, Brenda, you've been there. I did, back in 2019. In fact, it was in October of 2019, and by the spring, by, you know, early in 2020, of course, was the pandemic, the beginning yeah. of that. And uh, I... I I long, I long to go back. That's all I can say about being in Fatima. Uh, I I remember just there are three steps from where the parking area was, where our driver left us, and there were several steps down to the main floor of the grounds. And I I, I don't, you know, I, I can be an emotional person, but this particular case, I'm not sure what it was, but when I stepped on the, the, the grounds there at Fatima, it was like an overwhelming just emotion that came over me. And of course, the very first thing that they offer, there are priests from every part of the world that are hearing confessions. And so that's the way we started our day with confession there. And it was such a fast part of time. Uh, Again, it seemed like it was outside of normal time. It just was such a beautiful experience. And if Rome is a home of our Catholic faith, but Fatima is such a beautiful spiritual center of Our Lady. We should all go. We should just all find a way to get there. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brenda. And I, I know, and for those of us who, who can't quite make it, um, and I hope so, I hope to one day, one day but um, we, even if we don't go, we can go to reconciliation, we can pray for peace and for conversion, starting with ourselves. Absolutely. She is the host of Blazing the Trail Herd every Wednesday evening, 7.30, right here on Mater Day Radio, or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam Marston, great to talk with you this morning. Thank you so much for the reflection on Our Lady of Fatima. Oh, thanks so much for the opportunity. Have a blessed day. You as well. God bless. And it is 7.53 here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, thank you, Miriam, for joining yeah. us. And thank you for just bringing up in me just those beautiful memories. You know, she said, you know, some people can't do it. We were definitely not in a position, but there was a—we uh, we had decided we've got to do this. We're just going to act like we're going. Yeah. We'll—, we'll 
figure it out. We'll pick the date and let's go. We we've got to do it. And uh, and it was just again a, such a memorable trip. You know, Marion Marston is host of Blazing the Trail that you hear on Wednesday evenings right here at Mater Day Radio. She's just such a great part of the lineup of locally produced shows that we have here at Mater Day Radio. Living Stones. We've got, of course, our Shepherd Archbishop Alexander Sample on Tuesdays. The weekend shows are wonderful too. Of course, Julie Durko with the Lives of the Saints on her next mission from God. And Sunday commentary is always such a great way to prepare for the week's readings. Please go to our webpage, materdayradio.com. Under the programming menu, you'll find a full schedule. Print that out. And just have it near because, again, you'll see all of our locally produced shows. Plus, here at Mater Day Radio, we are able to get the best of national programs as well. You can also access our programming schedule at Mater Day on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mantra Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at MontreDayRadio.com. And it is 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the war in Ukraine claims the life of a journalist. We'll have the details in the news. And how well do religious people give charitably to other religions? Well, there is a study out that might surprise you. I'll have those details for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. If you ask different people how to define strength, you might get a lot of different answers. Not surprising since there are many ways to be strong and few people boast of having them all. Today's Saint Ignatius of Laconi was frail, sickly, and quiet 
but nonetheless admired for his strength. Ignatius was born in 1701. His birth name, Francesco, or Francis, was given to him because his mother had prayed for the intercession of St. Francis during her troubled pregnancy. As a boy, he worked in the fields alongside his parents, but in his teens, he suffered a severe illness. Afraid he would die of this sickness, he swore he would dedicate his life to God if he survived. He miraculously recovered and intended to fulfill his promise, but his father, who wanted his help in the fields, convinced him to hold off on becoming a monk. A couple years later, Ignatius had another close scrape with death. While riding, his horse panicked and he feared he would be thrown off. He prayed fervently to St. Francis, renewing the vow he had made before. At that moment, the horse suddenly calmed and returned to a regular pace. Now completely convinced that his life had been spared so that he could devote it to God, Ignatius stopped putting off the fulfillment of his vow. He returned home and declared his intentions to his parents, who gave him their blessing. Ignatius was immediately refused by the superiors because of his poor health. Undeterred, he sought the help of a friend who had some influence at the convent. With their help, entered into the novitiate at Cagliari. Ignatius worked for 15 years as a weaver for the convent, and following that, he became an alms quester, or someone who travels around requesting donations. While not everyone appreciated his presence at their door, he was well-liked by many people of the city who admired his humble, gentle manner. Even those with few possessions were eager to donate when he visited. Ignatius was obedient, yet strong-willed in his own way. There was, in the city, a rich moneylender whom he refused to accept alms from. When the man complained to Ignatius' superiors that he was being ignored, Ignatius complied with the request to take his donations. However, when the bag which contained the man's donations was emptied, blood flowed out. Ignatius said calmly to those present, this is the blood of the poor, making it obvious that the moneylender's generosity came at a price. Despite poor health, Ignatius continued to serve devotedly as an alms quester for over 40 years. Even when he went blind in his late 70s, he still walked around the city, and more than ever were people inspired by him. He died two years after losing his sight at nearly 80 years old. Many miracles were attributed to him, both before and after his death, and he was canonized in 1951. Ignatius was a great paradox, obedient and gentle, but also resolute, weak and sickly, but somehow able to work hard and live a long life. Looking at that life, it's obvious that God will give even the weakest among us the strength we need if we ask for it. Saint Ignatius of Laconi, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis today will meet with the delegates of the Vatican's main charitable organization six months after he dismissed its top leaders in what the group's ousted general secretary now calls a brutal power grab. Now, members of the General Assembly of Caritas International, a confederation of more than 160 Catholic charities operating in 200 countries and territories, have come to the Vatican City this week to elect a new president and general secretary. Now, the General Secretariat of Caritas International is based in Vatican City. And then from there, the organization's leadership coordinates emergency response policy and advocacy, communication and capacity building, according to their website. 
Now, national Caritas organizations are linked to their bishops' conferences. Every four years, representatives from these organizations gather for this General Assembly to elect president and vice president, the secretary general and treasurer, the last assembly, 2019. Well, a journalist working for a French international news agency was killed by rocket fire near the embattled city of Bakhmut in eastern Ukraine on Tuesday. 32-year-old Armin Soldan was the agency's video coordinator when he was hit by the rocket attack. Soldan was with four colleagues at the time of the attack, but the other journalists were not injured. Their reporting team was with Ukrainian soldiers when they came under fire. Soldan, a French citizen with Bosnian origins, was an experienced reporter who had regularly traveled to the front lines, the news agency said. He had been the news agency's video coordinator there since 2022 and covered the conflict from the early days of Russia's invasion. Following the news of his death, there was an outpouring of grief and condolences from his friends and colleagues. Well, today marks the end of the federal public health emergency for COVID-19, which means similar changes for Oregon's pandemic measures. Nearly 38 months since the first case of COVID was reported in Oregon, state officials are lifting many of the protective measures they say help reduce infections, hospitalizations, and death. Now, one change is no longer recommending a five-day isolation period for those infected with COVID-19. Officials say people are best staying home until they are fever-free for 24 hours and symptoms have improved. An extended health coverage services and support for older adults and people with disabilities are also ending, as is continuous coverage for Medicaid. So Oregonians are advised to update their information and status for the Oregon Health Plan. I was uh, I had a doctor's appointment recently, and you know they dropped the mask mandate for yes, even health. They did, yeah. And uh, but I noticed when I went in, still most everybody was wearing, wearing masks. Mask. Yeah. So my daughter, who works uh, as a medical assistant at uh, uh, at a at a clinic in Vancouver, they stopped wearing masks, but she came down with a cold. Mm. Kind of ran through our family. Masked up. Yeah. She wore a mask and, and everybody, nobody even mentioned or thought uh, about it. Exactly. Well, an influential health panel intends to recommend that U.S. women begin mammograms to screen for breast cancer at the age of 40 and continue getting them once every two years until age 75. Doing so is expected to reduce the number of breast cancer deaths by 19% compared to following the mammogram regimen it previously endorsed. Now, the new slate of draft recommendations from the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force marks a major shift from the controversial advice it released in 2009, including that most women could safely wait until 50 to begin having their breasts scanned for signs of potential malignancies. Those recommendations were denounced by women's health advocates who have long argued that early detection gives the best chance of survival, particularly for women of color. All right. Well, no fear, everyone. I have officially the word Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's. Has no plan to shut down its full line downtown Portland store or discount, to my relief, the Nordstrom Rack store. Nordstrom Rack. According to their spokesperson. Now, the Business Journal reached out after news broke that Nordstrom was leaving downtown San Francisco. Now, the spokesperson, Grace Stearns, wrote in an email We do not have plans to close our downtown Portland store and are committed to serving our customers in Portland. 
Now, Nordstrom has a total of eight full line and rack stores in Oregon. According to the company's figures, I've been to a couple of those. Mm -hmm. And it has plans to open a rack in Salem in the fall. Now, Nordstrom, though, is currently cutting an estimated 200 jobs in a combination of layoffs and performance-based departures, the Puget Sound Business Journal reported last month. (sighs) I'm so relieved. (laughs) Yes. Ah, you know, there was a time back in the day where my wife and I, we would go to Nordstrom and she would do a lot of shopping and particularly shoes. Uh Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. And and the Nordstrom rack. Yeah. Uh, I most definitely spend a lot more time if I'm shopping at the Nordstrom rack uh, than I do the Nordstrom store. I, I Occasionally, special occasions, uh, we'll go into the mall yeah. or something and, and, and see that. I think maybe only... Once or twice have I ever been to the downtown Nordstrom's mm-hmm. there, Pioneer Square, right? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been in there several times. Been uh, there here as long as I've been here. Yeah. And uh, so no plans to shut it down, though. All right. Good to hear. In sports, Maris High School in Eugene has a new head football coach, and he's a familiar name to football fans in the region. Charlie Landgraf will be leading the Spartans. Landgraf was a standout offensive lineman at Jesuit High School before walking on at the University of Oregon, where he was part of the 2019 Pac-12 champion and Rose Bowl team as a senior. He was the assistant offensive line coach at UNLV under head coach Marcus Arroyo in 2020 before returning to the Portland area to work on his master's degree. He coached the offensive line at Central Catholic High School the last two seasons, helping lead the Rams to the 6A title in 2021. Congratulations. Well, differences between religions can be vast and sometimes seen as a source of disputes. But a new study is flipping the script, suggesting that belief in God can directly influence a person's generosity, even to those of different faiths. So a recent study measured the generosity of religious devotees to those of other faith. The study was conducted on people in the United States, Middle East, and Fiji who belong to a variety of faith, the most common, of course, being Christian, Muslim, Jewish, and Hindu. So the participants were given two envelopes. Each contained an undisclosed amount of money. So one label was mine, while the other was labeled, give to another person. Now, in this portion of the exercise, each participant was instructed to divide the money between envelopes in any way they choose. Then the experiment was repeated, but this time they were instructed to think about God and how he would wish for the money to be divided. So according to the study, it was found that adherents to a religion were more keen to give money away. And after thinking about what God would want, participants gave away an average of 11% more than they kept. And furthermore, this increased giving was not restricted to members of a participant's own faith. In fact, they found that participants across the board gave to uh, the different envelopes, not based at all as far as they could find on their religions. So overall, it found that religious people tend to give more to both secular and faith-based charities. That's interesting. We just tend to be more generous because I think, especially for us Catholics, we recognize there's nothing we have that isn't a gift from God, and therefore we should do our part. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this evening at 7 o'clock, it is the Archbishop Lecture Series, The Gift of the Liturgical Wisdom of Pope Benedict XVI. It is happening at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. The Archbishop Lecture Series offers all people of the Archdiocese the opportunity to reflect with distinguished Catholic intellectuals on topics concerning Catholic faith. This evening's guest is Dr. Roland Malare from St. John Paul the Second Foundation. Now remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Brenda visits with Solidarity Health Share. She does so right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O oh my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcasts, podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
it is, 813 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's going to start heating up here real soon. Today, still pretty pleasant, mostly sunny skies, high of 79. Clear overnight tonight, low of 52. Tomorrow, though, sunny 89. Ooh. Saturday, Sunday, 94. Monday, 95. That's amazing. That is. That for May? Hmm. See, we spent so much time below average temperatures, and now it feels like Mother Nature's going to make up for it, and let's go above average <laughs> I temperatures. Think so. Well, currently, it is already starting to tick up a little bit. 56 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Van- uh, Camas. And 53 degrees at Sacred Heart St. Louis Parish in Jervis. Well, seven months into the nationwide shortage of Adderall. Pharmacists are still having to turn people with attention deficit hyperactivity order or ADHD away as pharmacists really kind of struggle to keep medications in stock. Now, Adderall was approved in 1998 and has become the most commonly prescribed treatment for ADHD. Well, joining me this morning to tell us more is Chris Faddis, president and co-founder of Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is an affordable alternative to traditional health insurance that is faithful to the moral teachings of the Catholic Church. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us again. Hey, thanks for having me, Brenda. Well, this is very interesting news and can be real troubling for those who suffer with ADHD. Kind of tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, the the, the CDC, uh, you know, according to the CDC, first of all, approximately 6 million children ages 3 to 17 have you know ADHD, and not all of them need Adderall, obviously, but uh, many do, and so so do many adults. And so it's estimated that uh, you know four percent of adults, American adults, have ADHD. Uh, and and ultimately, in in this last fall, the FDA you know kind of acknowledged that there was indeed a shortage, which I think people had been experiencing for some time. And the supply problem essentially means people are forced to turn to other medications or other other treatments. Um, and you know there's a there's a real kind of issue right now with people struggling. We've had a, an increase in need for Adderall. Now, obviously, Adderall is also, uh, as many of us know, a, a, an issue with substance abuse. And so there's been some issues around, you know, abuse of the drug, which I think mm. is part of what led to some of the initial restrictions, um, you know, around the medication. Uh, but essentially, um, you know, Adderall being short is, is a big problem for a lot of people. And, and it's, uh, it's something that we're, it doesn't seem the FDA has really come up with a solution for Wow. Now, is this something that is unique to this prescription for Adderall, or are there other medications that are, we're finding are also in short supply? No, I mean, in fact, the, the number of, of drugs that, that in, are in short supply rose by 30% last year, right? So, so we've got, you know, other drugs like even children's flu medication. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of drugs that have, have increased the shortages uh, since t- between 21 and 22 um, and that's having devastating consequences and causing just a lot of inconvenience uh, for parents and, and, you know, families, of course, especially around things like common medications like flu medication. Um, you know, and we had struggled to, to overcome some supply shortfalls before the COVID pandemic, but it really seems like, you know, the more and more uh, issues have, have arisen since. In fact, more than 15 critical care drugs, such as common antibiotics, injectable sedatives, have remained in short, short supply for over a decade. Uh, wow. and, and that problem has only exacerbated in the last couple of years. 
Well, Chris, you had mentioned just a moment ago that substance abuse could be one of the causes leading to the shortage of Adderall. What's the reason for all the other medications that there seems to be this shortage? I mean, even just recently, uh, it seemed like a cold flew through our own household. Just going to the uh, store to get over-the-counter things. Boy, even just common cold medications were just not on the shelves. Kind of what's the, what's the cause? Yeah, well, definitely... Chiefly, it seems the reliance on foreign manufacturers is one of the big issues, and this is something that was was you know highly exposed for us during COVID, right? When as as supply chains stop and as we had to shut down you know country to country commerce and things, uh, we started to see how reliant we are on foreign manufacturers for critical things like our medications. Nearly 80% of manufacturing facilities that produce active pharmaceutical ingredients are located outside of the U.S. and and the majority of those in China and India. Um, in fact, the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security says that it is also creating an unacceptable national security risk to have so many of our medications uh, that you know we're relying on foreign suppliers for. And, and the Senate Committee found that 90 to 95 percent of injectable drugs used for critical acute care uh, rely on key substances from China and India. So severe breakdown in supply chain could leave emergency rooms scrambling, and you know, and it's it's obviously caused issues uh, to date as well. Well, Chris, you know, Solidarity Health Share is, uh, you know, not the only health sharing ministry out there, but you are the first to be able to offer a comprehensive sharing program with prescription medications. How exciting. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, you know, we, we were able to, uh, at the end of 2021, begin to share directly into prescriptions using a, you know, a pharmacy card and uh, not just discounts, which, you know, previously most health shares including Solidarity, had just a discount, you know, savings on prescriptions. But now our members share directly into each other's prescription costs at the counter. And so it's a great program. We focus on generic medications uh, that, are, that are shareable. There's a graduated co-share amount. So, you know, depending on the cost of the medication, you may pay a $5, $10, you know, whatever the co-share might be. Uh, and sometimes you pay nothing out of pocket. And then uh, that, that medication, you know, you get the medication at the counter, the pharmacist, you know, the, the bills come directly to us electronically, and they're all shared electronically. And so it's been a great program to help members, especially with some of those critical care type things. You know, um, in my own family, we have, a, you know, we have a, an asthmatic in our family, so mm. we're often needing, you know, inhalers and all those solutions. And then you've got sometimes you need antibiotics and all these things. And so the program has been a really great thing. And one thing I will share, you know, as we're talking about a prescription shortage that I think is important, is one thing that's really increased over the last several years is doctors are starting to do more prescribing of compound medications, which is when they use a pharmacist who actually compounds custom compounds of medication in their pharmacy. And one of the benefits of the solidarity uh, program with, with prescriptions is we do share into compounded medications. So for a lot of our Catholic listeners who are working with a NAPRO provider, they might be on high doses of progesterone for their fertility or different things. You know, and knowing that you can get that bioidentical hormone from a compounding pharmacist is very important. We do require a pre-authorization, but that's a simple process that happens very quickly with the pharmacist. Uh, and so that's an exciting thing that we're able to not only share into the everyday prescriptions, but also those specialized uh, compounding medications that we sometimes need. Oh, well, that is incredible. Chris Faddish joining us today. Chris is the president and co-founder of Solidarity HealthShare. Well, Chris, you know, we we all want to do our part to maintain a healthy lifestyle. We eat well, we exercise right, 
when we have issue, we, we go to the doctor, we take the prescribed medication. But recently, Pathios published a blog that talked about the effects of prayer on the body and the mind. So tell our listeners a little bit about how Solidarity also works to support well, the prayer life of their members. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, there, there's a uh, interesting study here that they did in COVID pandemic. Prayer took the forefront of hope and healing in the U.S. And, you know, a Pew Research Center found that 55% of Americans prayed for the pandemic to end. 42% of Americans who believe in God said their prayers are heard. Uh, you know, it kind of goes on and on. And, and we know, you know, prayer and meditation um, are, are important. Uh, you know, some people talk about meditation in our secular culture, but essentially, you know, meditation is just a form of prayer, right? And we as, as uh, Christians, as Catholics, of course, um, we have quite the, the compendium of prayer <laughs> of oh. experience, right, and how important that mm-hmm. is. You know, and scientists have, have explored for years the, the effects of prayer on the body's ability to manage stress, depression, anxiety, you know, and, and perception has been that science and religion are opposite, but ultimately science is showing that that prayer is helpful, and, and it actually is helpful in those things. So ultimately, you know, for solidarity, we are, uh, of course, encourage our members to pray at all times, but especially in times of stress or physical distress. And we see it all day long with our members uh, who are suffering from illness especially, and tend, tend to be the ones who pray the most, right, <laughs> because mm. they're going through that. Sure. Uh, and I think it's an important thing to remember. Oh, uh, so important to remember. And yes, it's wonderful just for, for solidarity to know that, you know, you know, they are supporting their members every way they can. Chris, tell our listeners where they can find out more information. You yeah, know, we've got up. a great team of great team of folks for people to call at 844-989-1335, 844-989-1335. Talk to Dylan, talk to Chris, talk to Drew. Uh, and find out more about Solidarity and how it might be a fit for your family, or visit us at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Oh, fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much again. It is wonderful to be able to talk with you, as always. That is Chris Faddis. He is with Solidarity HealthShare. Now, I will be sure to add the links to the phone number and also the webpage where you can get right to Solidarity. You're going to find that information on the podcast of this interview, MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It is 8.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Well, do you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV? Looking a way to support Mater Day Radio? How about through our vehicle donation program? You can vote. You can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website. Click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. Take you to the main page. Really a quick and easy process. Just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Memorial Day Mass is scheduled for May 29th. As Americans, this Memorial Day, we will remember those who died in the service of our country. I'm Marie Henry, Associate Director of Cemeteries and Funeral Services at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Cemeteries. I would like to invite you to join us in prayer on Memorial Day, May 29th. Memorial Day Mass will be held on the sacred burial grounds of our Catholic cemeteries. At 9 a.m., Reverend Peo Dayton will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Eugene. At 10 a.m., Bishop Peter Smith will begin Mass at Mount Calvary Cemetery in Portland. And at 10 a.m., Archbishop Alexander Sample will begin Mass at Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. For additional details, you may visit Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services website at ccpdxor.com. I hope you will join us this Memorial Day. Together, we can be united in faith as we worship, remember, and celebrate legacy. Support from Entre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Monterey Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. It's 826 in Mater Day Radio and hot weather this weekend bringing a warning. We'll have that for you coming up. And Pope Francis blesses a program to spiritually adopt struggling teenagers. I'll, I'll tell you how you can get involved coming up in three minutes in news. Here is Matt Marr with Your Love Defends Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You are my joy, you are my song, you are the well, the one I'm drawing from. You are my refuge, my whole life long, where else would Surely my God is the strength of my soul Your love defends me Your love defends me And when I feel I'm all alone Your love defends me Your love defends me
That is Matt Moore and Your Love Defends Me. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis has given his blessing to a program started in Poland to spiritually adopt struggling teenagers and pray for them by name. Christoph Goryziak and his wife, Aneta, spent more than two hours with Pope Francis at his Vatican residence on May 4th. And during the visit, they were able to introduce their new online initiative, Pray, the number four, teens.org, which they started after learning about the rates of depression and suicide attempts among adolescents around the world. Goriziak and Pope Francis blessed their prayer initiative and said he would speak about it at World Youth Day in 2023, which will be in Lisbon, Portugal, August 1st to the 8th. Now, prayforteens.org is currently in four languages, Polish, Italian, Ukrainian, and English. Now, on the home page for each language, there's a button to click if you are a teenager who wants prayers, and another button to click if you are a person who wants to pray for a teen. Well, get ready for the weather to heat up. The National Weather Service has issued an excessive heat watch for the region from Saturday afternoon through Monday evening with highs into the mid-90s and temps slow to cool into the night. The Marine Oregon Marine Board is also warning folks about the icy cold water this time of year, even though it's hot outside. So cold water shock is a leading cause of drowning and hypothermia when people jump into a river, lake, or stream and are not prepared for the sudden temperature change to their bodies. Officials say play it safe on and around water by wearing a life jacket. In 2022, there were 16 recreational boating Fatalities in the state, 10 victims were not wearing life jackets. Of the fatalities, seven of the victims were in paddlecraft and three were in motorboats. The other thing the officials were saying, too, particularly with your children, make sure the life jackets fit properly. Oh, for yeah, sure. A big, that's a big part of it. They will slip out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vancouver Public Schools may push high school start times to 8.45 a.m. next year as part of a slate of proposed changes that would also affect schedules at elementary and middle schools. Superintendent Jeff Snell discussed the proposal at Tuesday's school board meeting, citing a need to alleviate transportation struggles and improve mental health among older students. Now, high schools, which currently start at 7.30 a.m., would now start at 8.45 a.m., and dismissal times would be pushed to 3.15 p.m. Now, middle schools would see start times move from 8.55 to 9.30. That pushes dismissal to 4 o'clock. And elementary schools would start 20 minutes earlier at 8 a.m., and their end time would be at 2.30. Now, district leaders said Tuesday that the proposed changes were made based on a combination of research into well-being of students, feedback from parents, and a driver shortage that has challenged Vancouver's current bus schedule. Now, Evergreen Public School, which is also planning to alter start times next year, made a similar change to its high schools in 2016, also citing a need for its older students to get more sleep. Now, high schools now will see a minor change with start times pushed from 840 
to 845. Yeah. I know my son would, he would eat up every minute of those five minutes extra. So uh, it sounds like in the school districts in Vancouver, Vancouver School District, Evergreen, mm-hmm. those are the two majors. They're going to be aligning, right. you know, time for time and bell right. for bell. It's interesting how everything is relative because I can remember as a kid getting up and going to school and having to be there at 8 a.m. and thinking, oh, it's so early, I have to be there. And then then I got done with school and got a real job and had to be there at 5 a.m. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, how I wondered for, wanted for those 8 a.m.s yeah. again. It is incredible. And those studies are starting to see that by letting uh, teenagers sleep a little bit longer, they are a little more alert in yeah. the morning and uh, grades sure. have, have adjusted. My daughters, they all swam. On the swim team. Oh, yeah. So they were up at O-Dark 30. We had to drive them to the pool. Mm-hmm. So during swim season, I'll say this, they always had better grades because ah. they were already exercised, right. well-fed, and ready to start their day uh, long before anybody else was in their <laughs> school. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. My, My Peggy, Peggy Sue. Yes, that is Buddy Holly, but that's not the Buddy Holly we want to talk about this morning. That would be Buddy Holly, the handsome, petite, basset, griffin, Vendeen, who won the best in show at the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show on Tuesday night, beating back a field of fellow champions. That included last year's runner-up, Winston the French Bulldog. I also saw a photo of Winston the French Bulldog, and he was pretty pretty cool looking too. So uh, Buddy Holly's owner, Janice Hayes, said, I have dreamed of this since I was nine years old. Tuesday night was Hayes' third attempt at the Westminster, which she said she'd watched with her father since she was nine years old. So that's pretty cool. So now Hayes said she is most excited for Buddy Holly to get back to being a regular dog and just hanging out with his girlfriends. Oh, well, I saw pictures of Buddy Holly, of whatever (laughs) breed he is, and I could probably assure you this uh, proud pooch probably has a few, uh, yeah, very nice-looking girlfriends. He is a dashing-looking young dog. For a petite Bassett Griffin Vendine. Never heard of it before. But that face, I'm in love. Great dog. Well, good news, Nordstrom's. They have no plans to shut down its full-line downtown Portland store or its discount store, Nordstrom Iraq, according to a spokesperson. Now, the Business Journal reached out after news broke that Nordstrom was leaving downtown San Francisco. Now, spokesperson Grace Stearns wrote in an email, We do not have plans to close our downtown Portland store and are committed to serving our customers in Portland. Now, Nordstrom has a total of eight full line and rack stores in Oregon. According to company figures, it has planned to open a rack in Salem this fall. Nordstrom's also recently cut an estimated 200 jobs in a combination of layoffs and performance-based departures, they called it, in the Puget Sound Business Journal reported last month. Okay. So, uh, I definitely spent, I said this earlier, more time shopping in the rack yeah. than I do in the department store, Nordstrom's. <clears throat> you mentioned the shoe department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Now, I have one of my daughters has a, uh, we'll just say a larger uh, shoe size. Right. And the Nordstrom's rack has an abundance of her size. So if you're a person with oh, larger, yeah. you know, especially women, can have a hard time finding if it's sure. a large shoe. 
Yeah. Go to the rack. They've got lots of them. Well, you know, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I believe Nordstrom actually started as a shoe store. That's, I believe that's what their beginnings were in, as I recall. I didn't know that. But what always amazed me when I would go with my wife and we would go to Nordstrom and she would do some shoe, shoe shopping, I would look at some of the designs of the shoes and I would think to myself, how in the world can you wear those? Oh, really? Yeah, because some with really high, high heels, some very narrow. I mean, all of the designs were amazing, but it's just like, I don't see how you can walk around in those. David, women find a way. They find a way. That's for sure. That's right. Just like uh, dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. That's right. They find a way. In sports, Portland Timbers run through the U.S. Open Cup is over. Timbers were defeated by Real Salt Lake 4-3 last night at Providence Park in the round of 32. That eliminates Portland from cup play. Timbers return to MLS regular season action Saturday night with a home match against the Vancouver Whitecaps. NBA last night, couple of teams stay alive. Golden State beat Los Angeles 121 to 106. Lakers still have a 3 to 2 edge in the Western Conference semifinal series, and the New York Knicks downed Miami 112 to 103. Heat are still up 3 to 2 in their Eastern series. Well, no surprise to you, David. Listening to music or playing an instrument can delay cognitive decline as we age by producing gray matter in the brain, according to another new study. Mm -hmm. This seems to come out pretty regularly. Music is the way to go. But in this case, David, you need to take it just a little bit further. Okay. The researchers followed over 100 retired people who had never practiced music before. They were enrolled in piano and music awareness training for six months, which when finished resulted in an increase in a working memory performance by 6%. Okay. Just within that short amount of time. And a total reduction in gray matter loss in the piano playing group. Mm-hmm. So start time to start. Yeah, yeah twinkling the keys. Piano. That's right. Now, taken all together, the scientists believe that while music interventions cannot rejuvenate the brain, they can prevent aging in specific regions, specifically in people with no musical background who start playing in their senior years. As the brain ages, it loses a trait that everybody who wants to understand a little bit about their own neurology should remember. Neuro... Plasticity. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Now, neuroplasticity is the measurement of the brain's ability to flex and work on different tasks by enhancing neuronal connections and creating new ones to suit the new task. Okay. So this is old dog, new tricks. Right. You got to do it. Yeah. Because it's the new uh, thing, the learning how to do something new is what's making new connections in the brain. Yeah. So the key among neuroplasticity is working memory, which describes the kind of mental effort needed to remember a whole phone number long enough to be able to reach the pen and write it down. No way. Yeah. I already can tell you right now, <laughs> if you were to tell me a phone number right now, I would probably yeah. remember the first three letters and the middle letter of the last four. And that's probably about it. What's amazing is I can still remember our phone number from the very first house where I was born. 
And I still remember that phone number. Now, there's several houses in between that I don't remember, but I remember that very that first one? one. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, I remember my parents' very f- the, the phone number yeah. when I was born. It's funny. I do remember that one. Um, however, my parents still have oh, that well, phone there, number. Yeah, so so that's, not, uh, that's not a stretch. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And it looks like it's going to be a nice day, so definitely bring a hat on Saturday at 10 a.m. for the annual Walk for Life in Salem. They are meeting at Blanche High School. Bring the entire family to this walk of about two miles round trip. All proceeds benefit Michael, the Archangel, and St. Germain Pregnancy Support Centers. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. So I'm a little fatigued today. I told you when I came in this morning because I did a lot of yard work yesterday. There's more to be done. I know that. (laughs) We're going to talk about that after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Unbelievers often reject religion because it sometimes causes conflict. They'll say, science will fly you to the moon, religion will fly you into buildings. Is this a rational basis for rejecting religion? The answer is no, and here's the reason. First, just because something causes conflict doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. For example, many wars have been fought over land. Does this mean we should do away with the right to private property? I don't think so. Second, the objection doesn't specify which religions cause war. It may belong to the essence of some religions to spread its message by the sword, and these we should reject, but it doesn't belong to all religions. So to the question, should I reject religion because it causes conflict? The answer is no. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 846 at Mater Day Radio. Well, today, pretty pleasant day, a little warmer than yesterday, sunny, high of 79 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 52, 
Then Friday, yeah, the heat kind of gets going. Sunny for Friday, high of 89. Saturday, 94. Sunday, 94. Monday, 95. And you know what? It looks like the warm weather kind of just goes right into next week. It it gets back down into the 80s, but it seems to sit there through yeah. most of next week for sure, too. So, yeah, we'll be ready for it. Start watering your plants today. Currently, again, it is. It's been warming up throughout the show pretty regularly. 58 degrees now at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it is 55 degrees at St. Wenceslas in Scappoose. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning blend? Here's David and Brenda. So, David, do you feel like now you said you mowed the lawn, you did a ton of yard work? Are you barbecue party ready? Uh, there's still more to do. In no, your yard? I, I would say because along with the yard work I did yesterday. By the way, I edged too, Brenda. Oh, I just didn't so, mow. Okay, that's yes, a lot. I'll hear you. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so, uh, and then after that, uh, my wife and I, we put up the furniture on the deck. Okay. So that yep. is the, ofi- once that once that deck furniture goes out, that's the official start the for me. Start that that Then you're ready to go at that point. So I would say, yes, I would say we are in pretty good shape right now. We are, I'll say we are on our way. There are some big projects that we need to do. We've got some moss growing. See, our, the way that our house faces, uh, there's a section of the patio that never gets sun right. until maybe very late in the summer. Uh, the, the sun's high enough that it'll get it, but it's mm-hmm. still pretty shaded. Yeah. Uh, kind of the north facing uh, side of the house is our backyard. So we've, the, the moss has grown. So Scott, as many men do, rather than borrow a power washer yeah. uh, or hire somebody, he's going to go buy that today. So that way we can start power washing. Very nice. Uh, we have one, but he says it's not nearly powerful Doesn't have enough, Brenda. Power. So is he pow- power washing concrete? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then we will lighten it up because the, the decking, the wood on the decking's got mud from the dogs and people walking on it. So that's sure. happening. Okay. Uh, so, and then we've got some new lights coming to string around the trees that just make the evenings uh, mm, very beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, but there are some important things that do need to happen this month in order to ensure that planting and growing kind of keep mm-hmm. up. This extension program, Oregon State University, they are fantastic. They are. And they are very thorough because of their to-do list for the honeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're long. Okay. Those are long honey-do lists. Yes. So I thought we'd spend today's second cup talking about the few big ones here. All right. So now is the time. And in fact, today might be a good day to, to get this started. Prepare and prime irrigation systems. Oh, okay. So people flush their systems in the fall. And then now is the time to start getting it going, uh, start replacing all of the, the sprinkler heads, yeah. those things like that. You know what my irrigation system is? <laughs> I know what it is. Me dragging a hose around. That's my irrigation it's time system. To, to, well, you can at least, can't you just plug your hose into a sprinkler that will kind of, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's connected. I, I put a sprinkler on it, but yeah, but you, you, still gotta, to, you still got to walk gotta, around and move it. still got to move it around. Yeah, yeah. so. I'm not sure what happens over the winter, but there is an event that happens with Scott when he turns the sprinklers on for the first time. He'll spend an hour readjusting the fan and the reach of each sprinkler and making sure 
every sure. corner of the grass gets fixed. And then, of course, he has to go through and keep a supply on hand of sprinkler heads because Christian will run over <laughs> and break them with the lawnmower. Right. All right. So, you know, I noticed out back azaleas are already blooming, mm-hmm. but they say you can fertilize them now, including rhododendrons, too. Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to also go out and, and pull any spent plants. Our uh, camellia already bloomed. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. Our rhododendrons, we have a bunch of them, and they were they are all late bloomers this year because it was such a cold spring. So we there is one that's bloomed, one is in the process, but like five more are still ready. Getting they haven't bloomed. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll see what happens. So speaking of blooming flowers, too, dahlias, gladiolas, and begonias, they can all go in. They can go in now. They yeah. say mid-May. We're warm enough now. I've had a begonia now. I'm going to go out and look at it in the hanging basket. Incredibly beautiful. And it comes. it's come back now for a couple of mm-hmm. years. And every year I think, oh, you know, now it's this not going to come back. Yeah. And it comes back. Nice. So I pulled all the dead leaves out of it, but I haven't got in there to look and see if the bulbs are still um you know, sure. Healthy, yeah. I guess. Okay, so plant these vegetables, they say. So here we go. Western Valley, Portland, Roseburg, Medford. This is all us. Mm-hmm. Now, this month, you are going to plant snap and lima beans. Okay. Brussels sprouts can go in. Cantaloupe. Ooh. Never, never grown cantaloupe before, but they say now is the time. Cucumbers, both slicing and pickling. Okay. Eggplant. Your favorite, kale. Kale, Put yep. that kale in. Okay. Peppers, pumpkins, summer and winter squash, onion, potatoes, tomatoes, and watermelons. Well, pretty much everything it, you, Yeah, just you're I'm going to say, want. just about everything ready. You can even get your corn in, but mm-hmm. that's going to be later in the month. Right. So those yeah. are some things to remember. Do you have a, a vegetable garden going Yeah, uh, well, the... Uh, raspberries which you know I, I don't need to do anything they're they're all leaving out right now so mm-hmm. they'll probably be uh, I'm guessing they'll be blossoming here soon uh, typically I haven't done it yet but typically this is about the time I plant the tomatoes okay uh, you want to make sure that your soil is warm enough that's yeah. the, that's the key with tomatoes can be a little bit finicky so but like peas I've done and peas they're so hardy you can plant them just about any time in the spring and They'll, they'll seem to seem to grow. But yeah, so yeah, that's kind okay. of what it is. Very good. They say now is also an excellent time to use your uh, insecticides. Yeah. You know, those worms and caterpillars and stuff, even gophers, mm-hmm. they, they, they want to yeah. get out there. But there are, they, they encourage you through Oregon uh, State Extension, try to find the least toxic yeah. options for those. I just don't use them anymore. Yeah. I just, I let nature do its thing. Let yeah. nature have it. Yeah. I try to I want to try to find some milkweed to just specifically for butterflies. Yeah, for, uh, let him eat those monarchs, yeah. let him eat those. Uh but my flowering plants, I've got one that it's a dahlia. In fact, mm-hmm. a small variety of it. I don't know where they come from, but those worms, caterpillars, they yeah. just eat holes through all of it. So mm-hmm. now's the time to get that done. Uh so there's just a few things to remember if you're looking for soil soil temperature they talk about. I think by Saturday <laughs> soil be... temperature is gonna be ready to go. Yeah. So no need to worry about that. And remember, we'll stay cool this weekend. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from the Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast. Nice day today, sunny skies, high of 79. Clear overnight tonight, low of 52. And then sunny Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just keeps heating up. 89 Friday into the 90s over the weekend. Currently 57 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it's Sarah Kroger and Impossible Things. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio.
Hey, that's Sarah Kroger, Impossible Things. 859 at Mater Day Radio. You like my whistle in there? I did. That increases cognitive capabilities. <laughs> it, it sure does. Uh, David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend, wrapping it up for this Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday, just like, like that. Just like that. So that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. Get out and take a walk. Enjoy this beautiful mm-hmm. weather. Uh, work on that honey-do list in the backyard. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, and we hope you have a very blessed day.